Hello, I'm Julie Miller. Hi, I'm Mark Ishiman. And welcome to MCQ Views, Views and Voices. Hi, I'm Julie Miller, and this week on MCQ Views and Voices, we're going to meet Karin Gauthier. Karin is a lecturer at UQTR, but she's also a mother, an active community member, and a really dynamic woman who puts a lot of heart and soul into everything she does. I'm really glad she could join us to talk a bit about her background, where she grew up, her approach to teaching, and much more. So she's just about set up in our virtual studio as she's got her earphones on, and I think we're ready to go. Hey, Kedian, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to talk to you on MCQ Views and Voices. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, um, you know, why don't we just jump right in? And I'm really curious to hear a little bit about your background and whether or not you were born in Trois-Rivières or if uh, you moved here and like the story of how, how you came to live in Trois-Rivières. Okay, so my story is uh, I'm a born and raised in La Mauricie area, uh, but more specifically, I was born in Grand-Mère. And this is where I grew up till um, the age of 19. And then I moved to Trois-Rivières and I've been here ever since. So I would say the last, uh, well, I'm 43, so I'm not very good at math, but, you know, close to 20 years here in Trois-Rivières. Okay, Grand-Mère. So Grand-Mère, situate me a little bit. Is that in between Trois-Rivières and Shawinigan, or is it north of Shawinigan? Ah, so Grand-Mère is part of Shawinigan. So if you leave Trois-Rivières, it's, it's about half an hour from here. Okay, wow. Yeah. And what, what was it like growing up in Grand-Mère? Oh, well, it's a small town, um, and my parents live in the woods, and they still do. So it's quite nice. Um, you know, I had a very nice childhood in Grammar. Um, and I attended Shawinigan High School, so I had a lot of friends. Um, and, you know, it was just small town, lots of biking, lots of playing in the woods. And um, yeah. You said your parents lived in the woods. That's, that's intriguing. Yeah, they're pretty lucky because... Um, their house is about, I would say, maybe 50 meters up a hill. But in the background, it's all a big forest that my, my parents own. So we had a lot of fun in there as uh, kids. And we still we still enjoy it when it's not the COVID. Yes, the COVID has put uh, brakes on so many things, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so you grew up in Grammaire. Uh, I don't think there's too many English speakers in Grammaire. How did you come to be bilingual? Was it something that you were born to or you learned later because you love languages or how did that happen? Okay, so, well, great question. Um, 
Actually, I attended Schoengen High School, like I mentioned, and my parents, my dad and his siblings attended Schoengen High School as well. So we ended up, me and my sisters and my brother, attending SHS, and that's where we learned our English. So right from kindergarten, we went in school. Of course, we had heard a little bit of English at home, but not a lot. And in grammar, it's almost, there's no English community or close to none. Um, so I learned all of my English at school. And it, it was pretty easy because in kindergarten, you learn through games and songs and, and storybooks. And most of my friends in kindergarten were also French. So we all learned at the same time together. And um, by grade one, we were all bilingual. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Like, this is, um, you know, children learn really fast. It is amazing. Children are just wired to learn language, aren't they? Yeah. 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 That's interesting. I had the opposite story. I was, uh, uh, I'm from, my family's originally from Trois-Rivières, but I grew up in Montreal, in Lachine. And I went mm. to French immersion and I was with a bunch of little English kids all speaking French. So I had the, the opposite uh, the op opposite <laughs> experience. But those immersion classes work so well. And uh, yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like you said, yeah, the, in Schoenigen, Grammar Schoenigen, um, you know, everyone who attended SHS, we felt like we were part of something really special. We're, you know, a small English community. And we were very proud to be a part of that. I think there's a great school spirit at Schwinnigan uh, High School and Schwinnigan Elementary School. Am I right? Yeah. I think so. Yes, and there's something special about, you know, attending the school from kindergarten to secondary five. That means you're 12 years with, I mean, some of my classmates were there from K to sec five. So we were like, you know, brothers and sisters, basically, growing up together. Mm, really close. And the fact that my father attended that school, too, I felt the sense of, you know, I belong there. Wow, deep roots. Yeah. Yeah, deep roots. So you, so, well, you left high school and you went on to study. So what did you go into yeah. and what do you do now? Okay, so now um, I've been a lecturer at uh, UQTA for the last 10 years, but I did do other things before that. And I guess all the experiences I had brought me to where I am today, mm. of and course. What, what do you teach yeah. at uh, UQTA? Okay, so I teach in the teacher training program uh, in the department Langue Moderne et Traduction, but I, I'm not part of the Traduction. Uh, I'm, I'm only in the teacher training program, so all my students are future ESL teachers. English is a sacred language. Okay, so you're a teacher teaching teachers. Exactly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I've talked to you before, and uh, one thing that stuck out for me was how much you love teaching. Right, um, 
I really do. And I'm happy that I do because, um, I mean, I don't think I'd be doing it if I wasn't as happy as I am. I love connecting with my students. Um, and I really do have a great team that I work with at UQTR. So that helps too. And um, yeah, it, I hope to continue doing that for a long time because I, I found my place. So um, I really, yeah, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. The, the young um, students, well, they're young, they're, they're 20. Uh, some of them when they come in our program and it's fun to see, you know, their passion for the language and, uh, um, you know, they want to become teachers and I, I play a, a little role in that. And uh, that's fun for me. It can be challenging for teachers uh, under the best of circumstances, but now with COVID, it's so much more challenging. Um, yes. How can you help prepare those young teachers for what they're gonna what they're gonna face out there? Hmm. Well, um, I would say you know. Well, first of all, take it one day at a time. There's things that we can't plan. So like the COVID, that was not planned. We couldn't have been prepared for that. So take it a day at a time and don't put too much on your shoulders. Um, there's a line that I, I like to say because I, I use a lot of humor in my classes. And um, so we definitely COVID was part of a lot of our conversations in the classes that I, I gave this year. And I said, you know, let it go, you know, start singing the Frozen song, let it go, mm -hmm. let it go, because there's things that we can't control. So, you know, don't take too much on your shoulders. You know, go with the flow, do your best. You know, that's really good advice for anybody, not just right. not just teachers, <laughs> is, is just trying to relax yes. and see. And it's sometimes it's hard to know what you can control and what you can't. But I guess that's just part mm -hmm. of living is learning. What's in your control? Right. What isn't? That's it. Yeah, yeah. And you use humor as well. Humor. A yeah. lot of humor in my classes. I can't. I can't teach without humor. It's part of. Um, it's part of me, and it, I would say that it's part of my teaching style. And without you know digressing and getting off topic, I love. I you know I really enjoy, you know, laughing in my classes. It helps us to connect and, and you know, if some students are feeling a lot of pressure and are anxious, I think it helps with that when we can laugh together and then, you know, move on with our uh, school stuff. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, and I laugh at myself. I think that helps because, you know, I tell them, you know, I'm a mom. I could be your mom. So not all my jokes are funny, but you have to laugh. Yeah. And so just that makes them laugh and we're all, you know, the, the tension is down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it's, it really helps the group bond together to, to you know, mm -hmm. to feel like a group. And as you said, the tension oh, yes. goes down and when stress levels go down, then it's easier to learn and remember uh, material. That, Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's probably one of my strong points to create that atmosphere where we're all at ease to share we're all learning together and I'm not afraid to share with my students my personal experiences where where I failed and I didn't do, you know, it wasn't that great, but I got up and, you know, I tried again. And I share these experiences um, with my students so that, 
you know, they're, they also feel that they can share and open up with me. That's so great, uh, teaching people that they can fail because we live, I, I feel we live in a bit of a perfectionistic society mm. and, uh, it's so true how in learning something you have to fail almost and you're going to fail eventually of course. at some level we're human. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you just keep going. Hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I tell my students because, uh, when I started subbing in schools, um, one time I went to sub at TRA, Three Rivers Academy, a long time ago. And I left crying in my car because I felt like such a failure. And I was wondering, you know, what am I doing here? But I tell my students because they look at me and they're like, wow, Karin, she's confident. She knows what she's doing. But I'm not the same Karin as, you know, 15 years ago. I evolved. I, you know, I changed. I found my teaching style. And, you know, and now I'm very passionate about what I do. And it's like I said, it's okay. You not all of your teaching periods will be perfect. And that's fine. So you talked about when you first started teaching, you, you were doing some subbing. How did you become a teacher? Did you okay. know well, always your backstory? Did, did you know your whole life you <laughs> wanted to be a teacher? Not at all. I mean, Maybe, perhaps, when I was in elementary, I thought of becoming a teacher, but I also wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a, a, a ballet dancer, you know. So eventually, um, growing up, I thought, you know, I want to be a photographer. You know? So I changed my mind a lot. And I then wanted to be a, a gym teacher because I was into gymnastics and I was a coach. I coached gymnastics for a number of years and, and dance uh dance lessons in a dance school. So I knew I wanted to work with people. That's something I knew. I knew I was good with children preparing lessons because when you're a dance teacher, you have to prepare and, you know, uh, manage a class. Um, but anyway, I didn't really go into teaching at first. I moved to Trois-Rivières when I was 19 and I went to l'école d'alimentation and d'hôtellerie. I did a degree in that and I worked for a number of years and, you know, very nice hotels and restaurants and things like that. But then the crossroad, you know, we, at some point in our lives, we're like, okay, do I continue with this or do I do something else? And I was 24 or 25. I was a single mother and, you know, working uh, in a cafe at that time. I was manager in a cafe in Trois-Rivières and... I wanted something more stable with a better pay. I wanted my weekends with my daughter and my, you know, my summers. So I had a, a very good friend of mine studying at UQTA to become a teacher. And she was kind of pushing me into that. And my brother-in-law had just finished his uh, degree in teaching as well. And so I just jumped in. I went to UQTA, it was late August. I met with the director of the program back then, did the paperwork. Two weeks later, I'm sitting in a class, my first linguistics class, and the rest is history. So I'm here. And I was, I was, I felt like an imposter, like, what am I doing here? This was never my dream. And just a little anecdote here. Um, in, in the first year, one of our lecturers asked us, what, why did you want to become a teacher? A little bit what you just asked me. Uh, and 
I hear my classmates saying, you know, I've always dreamt of becoming a teacher. It's my passion. And when Mr. Lukarov asked me, I said, well, you know, I'm good enough in English, so I think I can teach it. And but um, I also want my summers off and my weekends off to be with my daughter. And he said, oh, that's not the right reasons to come in this program. But I for me, it was practical and it was going to offer my daughter a better life. But I'm lucky because I did end up being in the right place. I ended up loving teaching and um, and yeah, here I am. So that's the backstory. It wasn't my dream. It became my dream. <laughs> that's really interesting. It goes to show that there's so many ways to get to where you need to be in life. You know, it's not just one or yeah. one way. It's not black and white. Sometimes you just have to take a step and explore something and then it turns out to be an amazing thing for you exactly and you know not everyone in our program who's who who starts in the program finish being teachers but all the experiences are good you do one year two years and you you find that it's not for you that's okay too yeah that's fine i'm just one of the lucky ones who went in and oh it was for me great yeah like you said there's no no effort is lost it, it all yeah, accumulates it. and contributes to the person you are becoming and becoming and becoming. And w listening to you talk about teaching, my sense is that you're someone who believes that we just keep learning our whole lives. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I think that's key. So talking about learning your whole life, uh, you're you're just mm -hmm. such a busy person, Karina. I don't know how you how you manage it all, but you also are on the governing board of MIS of Maurice English Elementary School. And not only are you on the governing board, I think you're the president. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm the chairperson this year. Um, I guess you know I want to be involved uh, in the school somehow. So. The governing board is a great place for a parent to get involved and to know what's going on in the school. So I've been a, on the governing board for the last couple of years. And this year I was voted as um, the chair and I humbly accepted because, you know, I I'm learning this role as we're going. But um, I have the support of the, you know, the the, the board and Miss McDougall, the the principal we're working closely together so it's 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 a good experience and I like I said I like being involved so that's a way for me to be part of the school community I really enjoy it so what sort of things does the governing board get involved in um, yeah so well basically we work together so on the governing board you have teachers support staff and parents and we work together to basically promote the well-being of the school community so we might take decisions, we might vote on certain things. Uh, of course, we review like the budgets and things like that. But we're there also to throw ideas out and, and uh, you know, make the school uh, the best place for our kids and for the staff. And if I can be a small part in that, I'm really happy that I, I can do that. 
You're, yeah, because you're you have one kid or two kids in the school, or three. Uh, I have. I yes. <laughs> so I have two younger kids at Mies right now. My youngest is in grade two, and the other one is in grade four. And my eldest, like I said earlier, I had a a child when I was younger, and she's twenty four. She's a a set a special ed technician, and she's working at Mies. So all my three kids are in the same school uh, at the same time. So for me, it's just wonderful for me to know that they're all there. And also my sister Annie works there as a, an educator. So she's there during the lunch hours and the morning supervision. So my kids are pretty lucky wow. to have a their aunt and their big sister in the school. You talked about when you went to school having this sense of belonging there, and so your kids must have a similar feeling at uh, Mies. Definitely. I think they feel right at home. And for a parent to send your kid off to school and you know they're safe and they're well taken care of and that the, the, you know, the whole staff cares, it's the best feeling. We, we feel confident that they're taking care of our kids and so I'm very happy with, uh, you know, that we're, I feel lucky, you know, that we have the right to send our kids to Mies and uh, they're part of this beautiful community. Mm. Speaking of this beautiful community, so you've lived, you lived in Grand you've lived in Trouvers, Trois-Rivières for 20 years, you said, um, if they're for the new people who move here, because I know there's new people moving, especially to Shawinigan, uh, but also to Trois-Rivières, um, what, what place would you suggest for them that they absolutely have to visit in Trois-Rivières or in the Muddy Sea? Let's expand it a bit. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's a lot of places for sure. Um, but I want to share a place that I discovered last year. And I mean, I've been living in the area forever, so um, I had never been there. It's called the CMB. It's a place for mountain biking. Um, it's right beside the Vision School in Trois-Vières West. And a lot of my friends and my, my sister and my brother-in-law, they go mountain biking there. And they, they had talked to me about how wonderful it was. And I finally did it last year, bought some bikes, went with my kids, and I discovered a sport in beautiful paths in the woods. Um, I, I can enjoy that with my kids every day of the summer. So that's something, if that's something that interests, you know, a, someone new in the Maurice area and you want to try something, I think that the CMB, you know, you can rent a bicycle for the day. It's a nice place. So that um, that's that's for yeah. mountain biking. Is is for sure. Yeah, yeah. Is Trois Rivières a good a good uh, town for cyclists for people who like to bike in general? Uh, I think mountain biking. Yes, I don't know about you know street bikes because I'm I'm not into that. Mm. Um, I there are I know some bike paths in Trois Rivières, so that's wonderful. Um, but as far as biking in the streets, I'm not too sure. I we we see a lot of them. Um, yeah, but yeah. Okay, so if people were to go up to Grand Maire, which is a much smaller place, is there yeah. any landmark they should visit there? Is there any place? Well, <laughs> if you go to Grand Maire, you have to stop by Le Rocher de Grand Maire. I know it's not a big thing, 
But why is our town called Grammar? It's because of this rock that looked like the profile of a grandmother. And so there's an, <laughs> it's a nice little, it's very small, but it's a nice little park. I brought my kids there last year and they had never been before. But Grammar is also very, very close to Le Parc de la Mauricie. Beautiful national park. We went there with my parents every summer um, to Le Lac Pisagonque. That's a beautiful place to go. Hiking, swimming, there's beautiful little uh, waterfalls. So I think Le Parc de la Mauricie is a place that you have to go to. It is such a beautiful place. I know that uh, my family has gone there and my extended family went every year for camping camping trips and my kids went every year with their aunts and uncles, not always with me because I would be busy uh, working, but they'd go and they, you know, they had experiences of a lifetime canoeing and they oh, yes. I think once they spotted a bear, other times spotted. <laughs> uh, oh, they're lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're at a distance. But at a distance, yeah. but like yeah. you say, the waterfalls are really beautiful too. Beautiful, and I know that as a when we were younger with a school, we would go there for little outings, and we always enjoyed being in in nature, and it's so close to home. This is what's great, I think, about Trois Rivières. We have nice uh, places to visit that are really, really close. If you want to walk in nature, there's a park right near my house called the Ogden Park. I mean, it's it's very nice. My kids love to put their feet in the little creek, and um, it's, you know, just around the corner. Karian, it's been so nice talking to you today. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm a, a superstar being interviewed by you. <laughs> well, it's so great to hear you talk about, you know, talk about yeah, your experiences, your approach to teaching, and, you know, the fact that you grew up in Grand-Mère. I didn't know why Grand-Mère or how Grand-Mère got its name. I didn't know about the yeah. Rachid Grand-Mère, so I'm wiser. See, we learn every day. <laughs> All right, have a good day. Thanks so much to Karine Gauthier for joining us today. I really like the advice she has for teachers, which is to try to let go of what you can't control while focusing on what you can. Sometimes it's easier said than done, but it's good advice for all of us and something to strive for, especially in these challenging pandemic times. If you want to get involved in the governing board at MIS, the Maurice English Elementary School, just contact the school. It's by getting involved however we can in a field or area we're interested in that we develop that sense of belonging that Karine talked about when she mentioned growing up in Grand-Mère and attending the Shawinigan English School. Speaking of Grand-Mère, if you haven't seen the rock that gave the town its name, there's a suggestion of a weekend outing for you. Also, if you're into mountain biking and live in or around TR, check out Energie CMB in the western sector of TR. This has been MCQ Views and Voices. I'm Julie Miller. The podcast is produced by Case MCQ with funding from the Secrétariat aux Relations avec les Québécois d'expression anglaise through the ERCC program. Thanks so much for listening, and have a good day. See you next time.